Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is the Retirement Ready Podcast with President and Founder Eric Peterson of Peterson Financial Group, Iowa's retirement specialists with an office in West Des Moines. It's time to make sure that you're retirement ready. We're going to talk about the things we can all relate to. Uh, in life, there's a lot of commonalities, and then certainly in retirement as well, in financial planning, there's a lot of universalisms, a lot of commonalities. So we're going to talk about those and kind of share some back and forth, have a little fun with this, because in a lot of ways, we're all the same. Now, we talk often about how every situation is unique, and that is true, uh, but there's still that universal stuff that affects us all. And so we're going to have some fun with other things outside the financial realm as well that can affect us all. And of course, if you've got questions about that financial stuff, definitely get on the calendar with the team, have a conversation and get retirement ready with your own retirement readiness review. Make sure you're going to get to and through retirement, do something for yourself and your retirement by calling Eric and his team at Peterson Financial Group at 515-226-1500. That's 515-226-1500. No cost, no obligation for your retirement readiness review. Uh, Eric, we both got the sniffles, right? So if I, whether it's pollen or whatever it's going on, something we can all relate to, do you keep napkins and whatnot in your car, right? It's like I got stuff everywhere in case my allergies flare up so that I can blow my nose. Right. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, sometimes when you go through the fast food line, um, you know, you they don't extra. give you any so <laughs> your backups. And then yeah. sometimes they, the, the person gives you like half of the stack. It's like, I don't think your boss wants you to do that. But hey, score. Hey. Uh, yeah, right. So, yeah, because yeah. coffee spill or yes, you got to blow your nose or something. You can't have too many napkins, That's right. I guess. In your car, mm-hmm. we can all relate to it. We've all got a, a stash somewhere of napkins in the car. All right, so that's one. We can all relate to also the Social Security conversation. Whether or not you know it's going to be there is one of these things that have been cropping up for a while now. Uh, obviously, all the money we've spent through the pandemic and, and things of that nature has you know fires these conversations up. Just seems like about every year, every other year, it's kind of a universalism. Will it will it still be there? Will it, is it going to be gone? You know, so we all worry about that. Oh, because political cannon fire. And it's a you know, Social Security. Yeah. So every two to four years, you're always reminded about you know, how evil one side is. They want to rob the system and how good the other side is because they want to tax the rich to fund the yeah, system. And, terrible. You know, <laughs> I actually uh, thought about doing this weekend, but other stuff creeped up. I was going to go back and listen to some of the presidential debates from like the 70s. Uh-huh. And you see know, how many of the things are exactly the same. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Even t- I remember when I was younger hearing about that the they're trying to make seniors eat dog food, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Nothing, so, nothing, ever, nothing ever really changes. It really doesn't. It's, no. Yeah. No. And so it's not as bad as you think it is. Does it have some challenges, Social Security? Absolutely. It's a government program. All government programs have some challenges. And what's facing is that the amount of people putting in is a lot lower than it was when it started. Right? Right. But it is a, a bedrock of retirement. You put money into the system. It's not just a government uh, program that's funded totally by government, it's all—it's a payroll tax. You've been paying in the system for a long time. You're entitled to get those benefits back. 
So uh, I think it'll be there. Now, there may be some tweaks as far as if you're in the uh, upper incomes in retirement, they may claw some back. I don't know. That's one way they can Or even just changing the numbers, right? I mean, the longevity and the mortality tables are changing. We're living longer. We know this, but yet we've not moved those things in forever. So maybe pushing some of those numbers back will help, you know, change some of that, too. Sure. There's all kinds of stuff, but none of them are politically, they're all political suicide. Um, So, but we have to, we have to address the problem head on. Congress does. They need to be truthful about it. It's like when you go to a doctor that doesn't have, they say, oh, the doctor's not, you know, has a good bedside manner. He's Mm -hmm. telling you the truth. And sometimes you just got to take the truth and and address the problem and get it fixed. Yeah, he's not sugarcoating it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So that's another thing we can all relate to. But yes, we need to try to keep that at bay a little bit, especially I think if you're over the age, a certain age right now, I don't think there's going to be any changes uh, for those folks, you know, people that are under 50, probably some changes coming for sure. But anyway, uh, you ever do this thing where you call somebody, you know, like you're somebody's, you see somebody, you're talking to them, you're like, hey, man, pal, <laughs> but, you know, like, because you can't remember their name. Like, we all do that, yeah. right? You know, uh, whether it's male, female, whatever the case is, we find some kind of universalism that we can just say because we just blanked on their name. Uh, chief, champ, works good. <laughs> Um. (laughs) I think guys tend to go to man or or bud. Yeah, yeah. What's up, bud? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, It's you know, yeah. It's just a, it's just a blank. uh, But I'm great with faces. Sometimes I'm bad with names. Okay, and um, I think it's a little embarrassing too when I see a client like in High V or something, the grocery store, and I know they're a client. I can remember their faces. You can probably recall their portfolio, but their name escapes you. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm like, uh, hey. <laughs> oh, they've How's got this, this, and this, and this, and this. I've I've talked to advisors where they're like, I can look at somebody sometimes and know exactly what I've done in their portfolio, and yet their name escapes me, drives me nuts. Yeah. you know, so you can you what's, know the numbers. What's really interesting now is um, when I because I'm on TV, mm-hmm. um, and so when I go to get on a plane now, you know, and I'm in the waiting area waiting on mine. Everybody, I'll catch people. They'll look at me and then they'll kind of talk to somebody. Like, hey. You know, that's the guy on TV or something. I just, it, it looks differently. And then that also makes me be on my best behavior. Because well, that's good. That's good. I don't, well, Always not good. that I'm ever, you know, a jerk out in public, but, you know, I got to kind of, my wife's like, hey, people, you know, you got a public persona. You uh, wanna, the, the wife's giving you the elbow. Be a little nicer, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Nice. Uh, well, okay. So that's something we can all relate to is kind of finding a way to, to address someone when we can't remember their name. Talking about uh, another financial one here. The high risk conversation, right? So thinking that you have that high risk tolerance only for the market to do what it's doing right now, right? This volatility, that's when the rubber meets the road and people go, oh, I I can't handle this. And they go to talk with an advisor like yourself or whatever. And you're like, wait a minute, I thought you had a high risk tolerance. Maybe you don't. Right. And so we we use a a tool called Riskalyze. It's a behavioral analytics tool. It takes people through questions and based on the algorithm, it'll create another question. And so even there, some of the people's risk scores, and they're like, yeah, I'm comfortable with that. And then you call, you talk to them now, are you sure? They're like, uh, maybe Well, it not. seems like we're comfortable with that in practice or in theory, I guess, I'm sure I should say. But then in practice, when it happens, that's when a lot of us go, woo, you know, no. Everyone's comfortable with the risk when the market's good. Sure. No one's comfortable with the risk when the market's bad. So an analogy for this is, let's say, you know, when you first learned to drive, right? Hands at what? 10 and 2. <laughs> right. Right. And then as you get older and you drive a lot more and there's no issues, you start one to maybe hand. just go one hand. Right. And maybe sometimes you're, you know, dipping fries into ketchup. Now, because I mean, what Chick-fil-A has got the little ketchup holders that go in the vents of your uh, dashboard. Do so you they really? In, I didn't know. Oh, that. yeah. 
they got all kinds of stuff like that. So we've gotten relaxed, but then what happens is all of a sudden something happens, right? Someone cuts in front of you, you got to swerve, mm-hmm. right? And all of a sudden you're shocked in. What do you do? Go back to 10 and 2. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this is what the market does. This teaches you, hey, sometimes this stuff is not going to, it's going to look totally crazy like it is right now. It's going to go down. And when you see that amount on your statement, when mm-hmm. you see it on paper, it just seems to you know do something to you. You're like... Someone called the other day, by the way. So this is the stories. People always look to stories. And so they were, I had to talk them off the ledge. And when I looked back, what they really have given up is the gains that they had since they came on board. Okay, They're down a very small amount from when they initially started with us. But because the market was so good last year, by the end of the year, they had all these great gains. And now those have gone backwards. And that's why I told them. I said, but you know what? We have all this money that's safe. We got five years worth of income for you that's already protected. So you don't need this stuff that's in the stock market for five to six years. So what are you worried about right now? So to talk them off the ledge, but this is what happens. And so you need to have a plan that can address that yeah. because you may think you can under, you can relate to risk, but right now you're probably not thinking that way. Yeah, and that's a great point. My wife does this thing all the time where you know she's cooking something or whatever and she'll go to, to grab whatever and she's like, oh, that's really hot, you know? And then she goes back to grab another thing off the, and I'm like, why do you keep doing that? If it's hot and it's burning you, she's like, well, I'm, you know, I'm kind of used to it. And it's like, yeah, but it still hurts. So why do it? It's the same thing with the market, right? It's like, well, I'm going to, I'm a glutton for punishment. Okay. Well then why do it? You know, especially if you've got, if you're winning the game, we've talked about that a lot. Why not go ahead and look at taking some of those chips off the table? Why keep taking that extra risk if you don't need to? So. Uh, well, we had those conversations last year towards for some of our folks on right. reviews. Said, "Hey, and they're like, oh, the market's doing really, really well because it went, you know, it was back to back, and then we had some challenging times, like March of 2020, right? Very challenging times. We held fast, and what we were really rewarded. So, they're like, oh, okay, well, just keep it going. Now, it might be the same thing. The people that we track are still calling for the market to be up by the end of the year." You know, they're still calling that, you know, fundamentally it's okay. Right. Um, and but Eric, let's it, be honest. I mean, what it's doing, what it's doing is not like it's, yes, is it reacting to some of the stuff going on in the world? But it's been way overdue for a correction anyway, right? So a lot of people are, are trying to, people that are being level-headed, I think, are saying, hey, look, regardless of whether it's inflation or the Ukraine or whatever, this thing has been overinflated for a while. So, and these, and that's normal activity for a market to correct itself, right? It is. It is. Mm-hmm. And we've just, it's just the key is that, you don't want to have to sell for income when it's in this correction cycle. Oh, no, definitely not. That's the key. Every plan works well if you put in a 7 or 8% rate return and, and use that kind of like a, a CD return, right? Mm-hmm, right. The market long term does return to those, but there are there's fluctuations, right? Sometimes it's up. Last year, market was about 27%. That's not normal if you look at the average rate of return. So what does that mean? It's got to come down some other time. So you got some negatives and some positives. Right. So the thing is, when it's negative, if you don't have to sell it, that's the key to surviving the market. So if your plan doesn't address that, you need to get a plan that does. You've been listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast. If you have questions about what you've heard on today's podcast and would like to schedule a complimentary retirement readiness review with Eric Peterson and the team at Peterson Financial Group, call now. 515-226-1500 is the number to dial. That's 515-226-1500. They are Iowa's retirement specialists and standing by to help you achieve your financial and retirement goals. Want to ask a question online? Visit the team at askericpeterson.com. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast. 
making sure that you're retirement ready. Did you know that Eric Peterson also has a radio show? Tune in to the Retirement Ready Radio Show, Sundays at noon on AM 1040 WHO. Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investing involves risk in including the loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Any references to protection benefits or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor.